to always get the latest Game Tea, do not forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. We post memes, gaming news, retweet friends of the pod, and of course, let you know when new episodes are available for your listening pleasure. Links are all available in the description of this episode, so check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. everybody and welcome to another episode of the game tea podcast my name is jp i'm zach fucking shit how did you ruin this already uh, i don't know i just miss everybody so much and i'm czar damn it <laughs> jp i'm back hi peaches how are you I'm, I'm a little lost feeling lonely and uh i've just i've missed you guys so much I, we missed you too. Why did you pour cola on your PC? That's the story we've been telling everybody. <laughs> it was hot. My PC was liquid cooled. Soda is a liquid, and you can't prove me wrong on that. So. <laughs> Silly putty's a liquid. I put. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's technically not true, but geez Louise, man. I, you know, I saw a video on TikTok the other day that apparently cheese is not um, terrible no. for cooling your CPU. Like, no. Apparently it works. Uh, no. Your PC is like 20 <laughs> degrees hotter than it would be with thermal paste, but it's better than some other things are. I mean, have you ever seen the Twitter page that's just, yeah, I guess? <laughs> that's what that phrase would be. It's like, I guess. <laughs> I suppose. I'm just saying cheese would have been a lot easier to put on than that thermal paste was. Mmm. Well, as your punishment for ruining all these episodes by not being here, you are sitting down with me today, and we're going to be talking about the PlayStation Showcase that happened about a week ago at this point, but it is so fresh, we still have a great opportunity here to talk about that. So what do you think? Oh, dude, I'm excited. I mean, without a PC, all I've had to do is watch videos on my phone and look at gaming news longingly. So it's uh, it's good to be back and be able to talk about all this shit with people. Brilliant. All right. Not a whole lot else to do. Let's just get into the showcase. So first of all, we're going to give like an overall grade at the end of the showcase. We're not going to do extreme, moderate and low hype. We're just going to go through the showcase here. The reason why is because Peaches and I agreed this was a fantastic fucking showcase. This is how you make a good state of play event, right? Oh, dude, absolutely. I mean, honestly, even like the starting trailer was great. Like, I thought it was announcing Chess 2, you know, but it was just an advertisement <laughs> for the PS5, which is fine, but it was cool. Or the shoots and ladders games we've been talking about. <laughs> Still holding out on that. $60 on the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> no, you're right. But I mean... All this time, we've been trying to chase that high of the original PlayStation State of Play event, right? Every State of Play event that's happened since the first one, we've been comparing it to. And that's not fair to do because the first showcase was absolutely outstanding. And we haven't seen one that's come even close yet. But in my opinion, this one is the closest one we've had. It doesn't beat it. It doesn't beat that first State of Play, but it does come close. Well, you said it's not fair to compare them all to the first one, and I would say it's absolutely fair to compare them all to the first one because they were all supposed to be state of place. Um, so they all exist That's within the point. same category. And this is the first one they've taken to calling something different. Like this one, they just called a Sony showcase. So I wonder if there are other people echoing our sentiments saying, why are these called state of plays if they all suck? That's so interesting that you mentioned that because like it's so ingrained in my head. I, you're completely right. It was just called a PlayStation showcase. It wasn't even technically a state of play. Yeah, that's they, a good point. They must be holding on to state of play. For, like, I wonder if the what we've seen from the most recent state of plays are how they want to do it. Like from now on, you know, they want to focus on like one big game and just have some other smaller things in between rather than one huge state of play like they did it, originally. It could be. They're not being very transparent about that. And they don't really need to be, I guess. Um, like I said, the biggest issue with them not doing that is just like we as the fans and us as podcasters can't really cater how we feel about these events when they don't do that but 
nonetheless, we got a really great showcase here. We had a really great presentation that we have, and we just have so much to be excited about. So, what do you say, Peaches? Is it time to just get into the showcase? Yeah, and let's just go in order of what they uh, showed at the showcase. I got it down here. Um, they started pretty fucking big for me. I don't know how big this was for you, but I was absolutely stoked. I was thinking of you for the first part of the showcase. I was like, oh, my God, Peaches is in love right now. What is it? What? Did, seriously, I was like, oh, my God, this man is jumping out of his chair. What did we get? Dude, uh, right off the bat, after that, like, just uh, PlayStation 5 commercial, they they showed us the teaser cinematic for Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake, which will be coming to the PS5 and other consoles later. I, I think it's going to be a timed exclusive for PlayStation 5, if I read the follow-up article correctly. So um, it'll be out for PS5 first, and then it'll come out to like PC and Xbox later. But honestly, this is huge. I mean, Knights of the Old Republic is probably the best Star Wars game ever made. And the fact that they're finally doing a remake for it is so, so exciting, and I can't wait to see what it looks like. Here's the thing about Knights of the Old Republic. I got really excited to start playing that game because I, I didn't have that same experience with you as you, right? I came into trying to play Knights of the Old Republic literally like six months ago. And in my honest opinion, the game has not held up very well to the test of time, right? Mostly, honest to God, not even like the story or like the graphics don't hold up very well, but I didn't really even care about that. It was the battle mechanic. Just the battle mechanics are so bad in that game, in my opinion. <laughs> They're terrible. I don't know so something, bad. JP, is uh, the first time I played Knights of the Old Republic was it couldn't have been more than two or three years ago. Um, really? Yeah, and I, I, I still loved it because it has such an engrossing story and like extremely interesting characters and these RPG mechanics that kind of let you play how you want and just the whole thing meshed together so well and like once you get it's it is a you get used to the combat system like once you get used to it it is good and i really did enjoy it i am curious how they are going to do the remake i wonder if it's going to be more in the vein of like i don't know if you saw the most recent like old republic game was the mmo that bioware did just star wars the old republic so i wonder if they're going to go more in that vein it could very well be. I mean, that's the interesting thing about these remakes is like we don't know what they want to change necessarily. Right. The perfect example of that, like in most recent times, is like Final Fantasy seven, the OG on the PlayStation versus the remake that we just got. It's hardly even the same game anymore. Like you've got the same characters, but everything else about the game is different from like the story to the way it looks to everything. So it is going to be really interesting to see what they decide to actually do in this remake. That being said, what do you hope they change and what do you hope they keep the same? I mean, obviously we want upscaled textures and, you know, better looking graphics to go better with the times, yada, yada, yada. That's I think that's a given that you have to do for every kind of remake. Um, I, uh -huh. I would like to see them streamline the combat. If they did something in the vein of um, Star Wars, I think it was Fallen Order, the most recent Star Wars game that came out. Um, yes, Fallen Order. If they went in that like area for the remake, I would be shocked, but I would also be completely on board because that had incredible combat. Um, but to be totally frank with you, I want the story and characters and decisions, honestly, to remain pretty much untouched unless... They can somehow improve that like classic Bioware story and characters, but in my head, I just don't see really what they would change that like about that aspect of it that I would like. But I think mainly they're going to focus probably on combat systems and graphical upgrades would be my guess. You're probably right. And that's the great thing about these remakes is like when you ask people what they want, what do you want to change from the original? There's not a wrong answer. Right. In my opinion, there's not. Um, I really want to see the com the combat just made different. Of course, the upscale textures is going to be nice, too. But I just want to play this game in a way that feels satisfying, because that's what attracted me to Knights of the Old Republic in the first place, is that I heard about that story and I heard about these amazing characters and I wanted that experience. I just personally was not able to overlook how incredibly slow and unfun the combat was. <laughs> Seriously, I think that really shot the game in the foot that badly. You know, I, I could see it. And now they have a chance to fix it. It, it definitely, it, 
it has a bit of a, a barrier of entry to it in that way. Um, it, it dates itself quite a bit. But they were doing the best for what they had at the time, you know? I know they were. All right. So what a way to start off the showcase. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, this is either going to really suck or really be good. At least they didn't open up with Grand Theft Auto, which we will get into. Yeah. And also, can we just talk? There was a like five to ten second teaser. We just talked about it for like seven minutes. <laughs> That's because it's so hype. It came out of nowhere. Right. Because everything else that was in the showcase, I saw coming to some degree. Well, that's not true. There was one more huge surprise for me. But this, nothing like this. This was incredible. Yeah, honestly, what an opener. And uh, the fact that it came from Sony, I believe, is also like a huge part of it. You're totally right. All right. So this next project that we got, a little more on the downscale. We have this new IP coming to PlayStation called uh, Project Eve. All right. Now, this looked really interesting. Peaches, what were your first takes on this game? So watching the trailer, initially it looked very like Metroid-y, but like Metroid combined with like yes. some anime type vibes. Um, exactly. And then like it gets deeper in the trailer and you see some like open worlds uh, like or some possible open world aspects of the game and some RPG elements like, you know, you see him collecting loot from or you can see like loot chests that you can collect from. And you know, there were some boss fights that looked kind of cool, but it's hard to get a read on this game just off of what they showed. Um, I, I compared like the, the short boss fights they showed us. They kind of seemed like God of War type boss fights more than like um, like Dark Souls boss fights. Right. Uh, and, and Zach, I believe, made the comparison that it, it does have uh, some Bayonetta feel to it. Yes. See, that's really funny because I agreed with you about the Metroid vibes, right? Because it started off with like the space, like the space emissary type deal where there's this giant octopus monster. I'm like, okay, this feels like Metroid. And then it got down to like Earth where she's actually fighting and the combat was like, oh my God, this is just like Bayonetta. So honestly, that's a good comparison is it's like it's Bayonetta meets Metroid with a little bit of the mechanics from God of War. That is a huge compliment to this game. First of all, but you are right. I feel like it's kind of hard to pick up what this game's trying to put down. And it's usually like that with the first trailer of a new IP, right? Yeah, I mean, this, it looks interesting. I don't know if this game is necessarily going to be for me because Metroid, not my thing. Uh, Dark Souls wasn't really my thing. Uh, Nier Automata wasn't really my thing. And Bayonetta really wasn't my thing. Though, granted, I didn't play Bayonetta 2. I only briefly played Bayonetta 1. So, I mean... This shouldn't be a surprise, but Zach loved Bayonetta. Yeah, no, I he, he's talked about that quite a bit, and he like he got me thinking I should give it a try again. But I tried Bayonetta so long ago that uh, I haven't even like really given it serious consideration. Don't let Zach fool you. All right, I still haven't forgiven him for the whole Xenoblade thing. <laughs> it was okay. I had a little fun, but at fifty hours in, I was a little disappointed, and I will leave it at that. <laughs> Um, I was getting super mad at Xenoblade because I had uh, Joy-Con drifts and it was driving me up a fucking wall. Literally <laughs> okay, and to figuratively. Be fair, that's not, to be fair, that's not the game's fault. That's no, it's not. But it definitely did not help. Like, Joy-Con drift with those games' mechanics did not go well. Well, I'll tell you what, Peaches. Project Eve gave us a ton of really strange vibes there. This next title did not. This next title was where I was jumping out of my chair. What did we get? Uh, we got Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, and goddamn, they are taking Borderlands what seems like a whole new direction, but also very familiar territory. Right? Uh, it looks like they are going to be using the class systems that we've had in past Borderlands games, you know, like the Siren and shooter or the turret guy or the gunzerker you know they're taking those classes and they're orienting them more for D&D which when I think about it like it's like a head slap like duh that's how they're gonna do it and like still have like the gun looting mechanics of a Borderlands game but holy shit it looks like so much fun and it looks like Tiny Tina has like a more central role in the game and she is such a like cool charismatic and like fun character to listen to that I I'm just so stoked about this game. I would give literally anything to have an hour long D&D session where Tiny Tina is the fucking DM. <laughs> Absolutely anything. My firstborn child is yours. Just give me the opportunity. <laughs> 
So let's let's actually talk a few about the D&D mechanics in this game. It seems like the, nat the natural progression, right? Because by this point, we all love Borderlands, but have you felt, especially with Borderlands 3, that it, maybe it got a little cut and dry? There are some story problems for sure in Borderlands 3, but Borderlands 3 was way stronger story-wise than like Borderlands 1 was. You know, Borderlands 1, I couldn't tell you a single story element of that game except fighting a monster in a vault at the end of the game. Correct. <laughs> but Borderlands 3 at least tried to have like a good enough story, you know, passing story for what a Borderlands like game should be. And there were some problems with it. You know, there are some character decisions that are questionable and maybe villains could be a little, I don't know, dry and not very interesting to follow as much as Borderlands 2 villains were. Oh, yeah. Handsome Jack is the man. I don't even remember the name of the two villains from <laughs> Borderlands 3. They sucked. But you do remember there was two of them and they were brother and sister. Oh, they weren't lovers? Oh, no. Oh, no, no, baby. <laughs> you hear that? That's banjo music I hear. <laughs> the, I think the worst thing about Borderlands 3 is that it was a downgrade from Borderlands 2. That's a shame. However, we've spent too long talking about Borderlands 3. So back to Tiny Tina's like this <laughs> looks like it's going to be incorporating a fantasy story into a Borderlands story, which is just so incredible. incredible. Yeah, I incredible. I am so excited about this. And we got a release date, which is a lot sooner than I would have predicted. And what is that date, my friend? We got March 25th, 2022. So that's a that's a short. Oh, my God. Is that five months now? Yeah, about. God damn. With the Gearbox games, like, they're not too bad with uh, delays on anything either. Like, it hasn't been a huge record with them. So I think that's probably a pretty set in stone date, you know? Uh, it seems like every game we talk about now, whenever we have a release date, we understand that to some degree it's subject to change. I don't feel like that uh, with Borderlands games. I feel like that's a set in stone date. Besides, from the gameplay we've seen, it looks like they've already fleshed it out quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, because the thing is, like, it's not they're, they're not changing Borderlands in any huge way, but they are taking Borderlands and like, I don't know, just they're taking Borderlands, bringing it into a new setting and a new world. And that's honestly all people really want, you know? I totally agree. I totally agree. This game looked amazing the second I heard Tiny Tina's voice. I was like, no way. <laughs> Can we talk real quick? I want to mention, like, did the music sound like weeb music to you? And to, to be more specific, anime music. <laughs> I'm I'm literally kind of speechless because I don't know. I guess I didn't notice. Huh? No, not to me, really. It just seemed like normal, weird Borderlands mu music mixed in with this whole fantasy thing that they're trying to get involved with. If you read it as weeb music, I'm starting to take some things into consideration about you, my friend. I've got some <laughs> questions for you that you are going to answer for me later. <laughs> <laughs> My friend, sir, kind sir. All right. Well, I think that's good on Tiny Tina's because this next thing I, I think uh, you should take because it's coming from your, your uh, one of your favorite studios. And also, we've talked about it a few times on the podcast. You're correct about both of those things. So next up, we got Square Enix's for Spoken. This is what Square Enix is really working on right now. Now, they just also got done, obviously, with Life is Strange True Colors, which don't you worry, people who want to hear my opinion about that game, we will get to it. Spoiler alert, they're mixed feelings. That's not <laughs> what we're talking about. That's not what we're talking about right now. Forspoken is what Square Enix really wants its next big IP on the PlayStation to be. Now, it's one of my favorite studios. It's coming to one of my favorite gaming systems. I'm going to be honest. I don't really know how much I enjoy this game. It's giving me kind of... So first of all, let me kind of go over like my feelings on it. It looks... It reminds me so much of Control. Did you get those vibes? Oh yeah, I definitely got Control vibes. Like a fantasy... Like a fantasy world style Control. Like, I guess the whole plot is you're this girl and somehow you get warped into like these times in this world where there's magic and things going on and the combat seriously reminds me exactly like control it looks exactly like control except you know fantasy world and with slightly worse looking graphics you think I don't worse know. than I just... control graphics oh yes i, I mean it graphics are hard to tell 
when with these showcases, right? Because they do have to tone them down just a little bit because they have to still assume that nobody's watching these trailers on a 4K monitor at home. <laughs> not everybody, at least, but that's not even really my point. I guess I just feel like it's kind of cut and dry, in my opinion. I didn't really see anything about the game where I'm like, wow, I have to pick this up now. I don't know. What do you think? Um... Well, considering the last Square Enix thing that I really have seen a lot on was the Avengers game, I was Ugh. absolutely stoked about this. <laughs> really? Okay. Um, I I was watching the trailer and I loved the movement. Like, you, there's flying shit going on. There's jumping off of ledges and swinging from shit. I got to be honest. Like, you know, I'm a huge flow of motion guy. Yep. And this looks like it had it. And I was absolutely stoked about it. I made you play Control. How do you feel about the motions in Control? Because like funky. I know I keep comparing the really. Yeah, I didn't it did not feel smooth at all. Okay, and you think that this game looks way better than that. It, you think that Forspoken looks much better than I, that. I think so, but granted, we just saw a trailer. We didn't see like, you know, a full like, you know, 15 minutes of like straight gameplay thing. So that's that's uh subject to change if if new stuff comes out about it. But from this trailer, I thought it looked incredible. Fair enough. All right. So that's really all I had for Forspoken. Anything else you want to throw in there before we move on to the next announcement? Oh, yeah. Um, I think of what we've seen of the plot. I, I'm not super sold on it, but I don't have to be if the game plays fun enough. So. And you know what? We're probably going to get a lot more news about this because we also know that this is coming spring of 2022. So, you know, this isn't very far behind Tiny Tina's. Yeah, that's going to be a, a rough time for the old wallet, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> Please, Master, I can't do this anymore. Uh, all right, what do we have next? All right, next, um, this seems like a one we can just skip past because we really didn't get anything new, but we got Rainbow Six Extraction. It's another trailer. It's a Rainbow Six um, e expansion pack, it looks like. I, I don't care about this. Do you care about this? No. <laughs> Not at all. There are a lot of Rainbow Six fans out there, I'm sure, that think that this is... it's It changes up the gameplay of Rainbow Six in the sense that you're going to be fighting new enemies instead of like just purely PvP stuff. But, I don't know, it just seems like alternate zombies, and I'm not... I don't super care. I... That was a really good summation of how I feel, actually. It, just a new, not-as-good zombies. I mean, I, for, for what it's worth, I was surprised... Like, this definitely made me raise an eyebrow because I didn't know that Rainbow Six Siege was, like, into this kind of stuff. I thought, like, Rainbow Six was usually for, like, the more sophisticated first-person shooter style person, right? That really are, in a weird sense, purists when it comes to that style of game. So seeing this, I was definitely surprised. I just don't care. I think uh, <laughs> I think the purists play Counter Strike. If we're being real, uh, true, there, true. There's, there's segments, you know, like there's Call of Duty and Battlefield, and those groups overlap no matter how much they say they don't. And then there's the Counter Strike people, and there's the Rainbow Six people. So the Counter Strikes are the real purists because they've been around. They're they're day ones, you know. You know what? Yeah, that's that's definitely fair. I, I would say that Rainbow Six is probably more accessible. Rainbow Six is almost that weird in-between point where you want to be more serious about first-person shooters, but you're not ready to grow out your neck beard just yet. You know? Does that <laughs> think, make sense? Yeah, that, that seems fair. I, th I think I can get down <laughs> with that description. All right, what do we got next? Um, next, uh, we got an Xbox exclusive getting remastered and coming out for PlayStation. We got Alan Wake. Every Microsoft fan's just like, can't we have one thing? <laughs> <laughs> just one. I mean, it's about time the reverse happened to Xbox, right? You know, the PlayStation games have been coming to PC and, you know, we've seen enough PlayStations getting broken. I think it's actually, I don't think there's a single Xbox fan that's going to break their Xbox over this being real. Um, no, only PlayStation fans are that petty. I hate to say <laughs> it. <laughs> I feel like most Microsoft fans are like, yeah, no, if it, that makes sense. It figures that'll happen. Now, what's really interesting, though, is even though this was an Xbox exclusive, that's now like it was. And now the remake is coming to the PlayStation. Whenever you talk to Xbox people about their exclusives, they never really bring up Alan Wake. I really feel like Alan Wake went under the radar quite a bit, despite being a decently good horror game, though, that kind of devolved into like mindless like shooter 
towards the end of it. So literally the Resident Evil route. <laughs> a bit, yeah. And so I think in concept, Alan Wake was really cool right up until the end. And then I think a lot of, it lost a lot of people in the ending and like a lot it lost a lot of that uniqueness that it had up to that point. Okay. So then we are in this weird boat again where we've got a remaster of a game that's been out for a little while. So again, we have to ask ourselves the question, what do we hope stays the same compared to the original and what do we hope changes? Peaches, you seem to know a lot more about this than I do. So what do you think? It's, this isn't a remake. This is just a remaster. There, nothing is going to change. Remaster, sorry. They're just upscaling textures and bringing it to the PlayStation. Like this couldn't, it couldn't be more like cut and paste. Yep, that's right. Sorry, I read Remake. Who's the script guy? That guy's gotta get fired. <laughs> and once I find that guy, I'm gonna kick his ass. <laughs> Alright, so Alan Wake. Upscaled graphics, nothing very new. <laughs> Speaking of nothing very new, <laughs> yeah. what did we get next? <laughs> Dude, I, this was the lowest point of the showcase for me. Uh, it's GTA 5. GTA 5 came next. It, it's it's coming out again. Who? No one is shocked. They've shown that GTA 5 is coming out for PlayStation. But I think uh, I am not in the minority of people when I say I'm tired of GTA 5. And honestly, I'm getting to the point. I'm tired of remasters, right? Like, make some, let's make mm -hmm. some new shit. Okay, now here's the good news. We don't know this because of the showcase, but we do know from previous articles that we just talked about GTA 6 is on the way. It's being worked on, right? So realistically, this is probably the last time we're going to see GTA 5 remastered and brought to a next-gen console. I really think so. So this might be it, um, but I am absolutely in the same boat as you. I, They treat this game like it's Skyrim. You know, like it's so unbelievably timeless that you can just port it over again and again and again and again and nobody's gonna say anything or do anything or this that or the other thing gta 5 is great it is not to that level they cannot keep what's that jesse pinkman quote they can't keep getting away with it <laughs> but again i really do think this is probably the last time we're gonna see this happen so you know what fine whatever because let me be honest it's not that i don't like gta 5 GTA 5 was a fantastic game. I had a lot of fun with it. I am just sick of it. It's like The Office. I love The Office. I'm just sick of people talking about it. Uh, I mean, GTA 5 is not nearly to the quality that Skyrim was. Uh, granted, Skyrim has pushed past its limit as well. Don't don't get me wrong. Skyrim has yes, been ported too many times correct. as well. But Skyrim had more right to be ported as many times than GTA 5 did. Like, goddamn, I am so tired of GTA 5. I don't want to see it anymore. It's It was a good game at the time. And honestly, when I say it's a good game, I mean, again, this is like, it's worse than Red Dead 2. So like seven out of 10. <laughs> oh, I hate you. <laughs> I said Red Dead 2 was better. Come on. I know. I, I know you did, but it was how you said it. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? We can move on right past this because I'm super excited about the next announcement. Uh, you go ahead and talk about it because it didn't look like it was for me. No. All right. Then I will talk about this. Ghostwire Tokyo. We first saw Ghostwire Tokyo the very first time at that first PlayStation 5 state of play that we keep referencing that kept on blowing us out of the water and Ghostwire Tokyo was presented to us during that time and honest to God hardly anybody was talking about it I was super surprised now given there was a lot of amazing things in that showcase so not everything was going to get the attention it deserved but this really peaked in my mind this looked so fascinating okay so what is Ghostwire Tokyo it's set in Tokyo obviously and these there's like these weird creepy shadowy people that look a lot like Slendermen who are going around and stealing people's faces. What? And the combat is like a first person like magic style shooter except the graphics look amazing and the powers look really cool 
And you're just like, it's kind of like an open world concept where you're just going around Tokyo battling like these ghost Slenderman type people. All this weird psychedelic stuff happens. And meanwhile, faces are being stolen. Boom. It's colorful. It's fluid. It looks fun. I can't wait. What do you think? I thought that it was trying to do two very conflicting things. Like it seemed like it wanted to be a horror game, but it also didn't want to be a horror game. You know, it's it's a horror game, but it didn't have the horror atmosphere and it didn't look like it had horror gameplay. And I mean, interesting. I, I'm not super into horror games anyways. Um, this one looks like a skip from me. I, I will give it points for being different and interesting. OK, I'll take that. I mean, your opinion never mattered much to me anyway, <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> That's fair. I understand screw, that. Screw, no, no, you know, screw you. I'm really excited for this one. Hey, and you know what? I'm happy you're happy, but um, if there's multiplayer, I probably won't be on it. Speaking of weebs, I mean, like, I'm still about... Okay, to be fair, I'm just about done, but I'm on my Ghost of Tsushima shit still. So maybe I'm just super obsessed with everything Japanese right now. But yeah, this game looks like an instant banger for me. I can't wait to give this a try. Have you seen the picture of the first ever weeb, the guy from like the 1800s that was wearing samurai armor, the American guy? No. Oh, well, now you know. You haven't seen it, but now you know about it. What are you trying to say? I, I mean, <laughs> you're walking down a path right now, JP. Is it sunshine? <laughs> Am I walking on sunshine? Wow. No. Okay, what did we get next? Um, next we got just like a, a, an extra little look at Guardians of the Galaxy. We saw this kind of recently, so I wasn't, you know, super wowed by this, but we saw some new stuff. We saw some space combat and we saw Cosmo the Wonder Dog, or at least I think that's what his name is. I sure hope so, because I said that very confidently. <laughs> I don't think that's right, but keep going. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we got and we got some uh, extra looks at the story and we got that it's coming out in October 26th of this year. That is so soon. That That is so soon. That is a month away. Yeah, that's that's a short month away. And given how fast time has gone by this year. Holy shit. Holy shit, indeed. So I know that when we first started talking about the Guardians of the Galaxy game, I was the only one on that hype train, right? Did this trailer help you at all? It wasn't anything with the combat, really. It was more just like a story based, like, you know, theatrical trailer. But did it change your mind? Are you more excited, less excited? What do you think? I mean, I think I'm, I, I guess, slightly more excited because, you know, they showed some space combat and they showed the dog, you know, the, the space good boy. Um, of course, of course. But I don't know about you, but when I look at this, it looks like they're trying to kind of mimic exactly James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy rather than trying to make their own thing. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they're trying to do the James Gunn thing with like the incredible incorporation of music and like crazy wacky scenery. And I mean, even the characters look like they're going to be essentially the same characters that we see in Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy. And I mean, Gunn isn't like perfectly comic book accurate. So there's definitely like, you know, you there's room to change these things and like make it your own. But it looks like they want to stay safe and make it look more like the movie one that's super popular. I, I don't know. I mean, it in trying to stay true to the comic book. I think they nailed a lot. Like, you know, Quill is just this super like honestly pretty obnoxious protagonist, like anti-hero type guy. Uh, Gamora is kind of your broody badass. I mean, Drax is a fucking idiot. <laughs> but Groot's the same. You still got Groot. <laughs> At least we still have Groot. That's what we can all agree on. So I might be alone in this in these sentiments. I'm excited for this game, especially after seeing how much of a failure the Avengers game was. I'm excited for this. I, I mean, I, I'm surprised that despite the Avengers failure that you're still excited for this. Like, I... I am tentatively optimistic. All right. You ready to talk about the next game? Um, not really. I, I don't care about this next game, but I'll go for it. Was this your other low? Uh, no, my other low, you'll know for sure. Um, this is Vampire Blood Hunt. It looks like a vampire 5v5 PvP game. Meh. I mean, yes. The <laughs> PvPs have gotten really popular again recently, right? Like... 
um, what's the big one that's like with Jason that's huge right now? Um, oh, Dead by Daylight. Yeah, there's a bunch of games in that genre. Yeah, that. But Dead by Daylight is probably at the top of that list right now, where it's actually getting a lot of people and a lot of uh, attention on Twitch. So these style of games are coming back. Czar has always said he wanted a more comprehensive vampire game. I think this is what he was looking for, because this looks really cool. It does not look like Dead by Daylight, though. It does not look by Dead... It doesn't look like Dead by Daylight. That is correct. But, you know, where Dead by Daylight is trying to go for just that weird shit that we've seen over and over and over again with horror games recently, Czar... Look... I know Czar is a weirdo, but he makes a good point. We haven't had a good vampire game in a really long time. I'm really excited about this. What do you mean? We had Vampire Vampire come out for the Xbox One however many years ago. I think that's plenty. That was one game and Czar said it wasn't that great. And it was enough. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you hate horror games so much? I I just don't get anything out of it. I, I don't get enjoyment from it. I think it's because you're a baby back bitch. That's definitely part of it i'm not going to deny that part of me but <laughs> and that's what i love about you <laughs> other than that though i mean what's nice is it was a gameplay trailer so we got a lot of how the game looks and it looks like the combat is like really fun and really quick paced um but there's not a whole lot to say about it right now um they did say it's supposed to be out sometime in 2021 um nothing beyond that 2021 i don't know if you know this ends in three months so for this brand new announcement to make it right now to be available sometime within the next few months even though it looks like it's pretty like close to being done is still wacky in my opinion yeah i mean i don't know it's it's honestly wild that we're almost through 2021 but we're still in covid times yeah isn't that funny <laughs> isn't, isn't, isn't it crazy how that happens man if only there was something that could like prevent you from getting covid or at least make it so when you get covid you have extremely mild symptoms and you don't take an icu bed i i can't think of anything off the top of my head but if there was something like that out there i would say that everybody should be forced to go get it i've already taken my essential oils today what more do you want <laughs> <laughs> all right okay next thing angry letters here we come <laughs> okay uh next up Bethesda Deathloop. Deathloop it came out. Like we we're this is we're past it, you know? Like Deathloop came out and has great reviews. It does have great reviews. I and I mean to be fair, like I'm glad it has good reviews, but this was another time where like I feel like PlayStation wants this to be a really huge IP. And even though it's popular and it's got those good reviews, I just don't think it's at the level that PlayStation wants it to be. And I mean the proof is the fact that they included it in this showcase, right? Like, it's out. People are playing it. People, some people are done with it. And they're still showing it. Why? They they have shown far, far too much Deathloop. Like they it's been overpromoted, if you ask me, but I wonder if that's because like is this is Bethesda, right? Yes. Yeah. Um I I'm thinking that because this might be the last Bethesda game Sony sees, they are just amping this shit up interesting interesting i don't have enough i don't really have anything else i can say about deathloop everything we've wanted to say about deathloop we've said about deathloop yeah i mean there's there's not a lot to say on it and um the thing is the next thing was really weird i totally like, agree uh, all i all i know is that it, like it said kid amnesia at some point and that it's coming from epic games Kid, like Kid and Radio. Until someone tells me differently, I'm calling it Kid Amnesia. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I, there was a giant pyramid. There was some control sounding music. There's weird wall drawings, kind of, again, in a control style vibe, like setting. It's, it's weird. I don't know what to think about that. Presented by Radiohead, though. Now, I don't know how many of our listeners are younger. Do you know who Radiohead is, Peaches? Oh, I didn't think that it was the band. I thought it was like a studio called that. I think they're talking about the band. Really? I don't know. Well, that's out of exactly. left field. Like, th this exactly. whole thing was out of left field. We don't know, right? We have no idea what's going on. And it was like a 17 second video. 
if that showcasing this weird game where we know nothing about this game so honestly that's really all i have to say about it yeah i mean i i put in my notes for this as like i'm not i'm not interested in the game i'm just confused so this feels like a failure of a trailer totally agree all right what's up next uh next thing i thought it was a cute little thing uh it's a game called chia at least that's how i'm gonna be pronouncing it chia um, Sorry, that, 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 that was low hanging fruit. It, it's it's mandatory. I get it, you know. <laughs> you, I get it. You're just doing your job. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this it, this game kind of it kind of uh, has cozy game vibes, or I, I should say a unique uh, animation style. It's got some like exploration type stuff that happens. I got like some Abzu vibes, you know, where you're like swimming under the ocean. But yes, I loved Abzu. But at the same time, like, you know, you're not just like swimming under the ocean. There looks like there's also like stuff on an island to do. There's like some very like lighthearted combat, I would describe it. Um, you can also play a banjo. So that's always good. I think it's a ukulele, bud. OK, well, just because you know music and I don't doesn't mean you Who have doesn't to go- know the difference between a banjo and a ukulele. Um, a guy that just does not care to look into it. That was rude. <laughs> I, I kind of hope, I guess it was more uh, hopeful that it was a banjo because then I could be the next Mumford and Sons in this game, but oh well. Hey, the dream's not dead. I'll tell you what, you there's no banjos, but what you can do is it looks like you play as this little girl, right? There's island exploration and city exploration like what you've talked about, but apparently the whole shtick of the game is you can like take over the bodies of animals, right? Oh yeah, I remember that. I was like I was thinking Super Mario Odyssey when I saw that, but like honestly, it didn't even give them the hat or mustache, so it's totally different. So <laughs> that's not true. This little girl, you get the flower, like my favorite. So little fact about me, I have two favorite animals. The snowy white owl and the sea and the sea turtle the giant sea turtle and in this trailer this girl takes over the body of a sea turtle and you're like going around the sea and looking at flower and there's a flower on your head and you look at another fish and i love it (laughs) i mean again this game it just screams cozy game doesn't it like the game that you just kick back and you're not like playing it to like engage like super deeply with a story you're just playing it to relax and you know have a lighthearted good time Zach calls it, like, comfort gaming. You know, like, I usually try and mix it up when I'm gaming and have, like, two different games I'm working on at the same time. For me, it might be, like, if I'm playing something like Doom, you know, I might also throw Chia in there. (laughs) You know, that's exactly why the whole Animal Crossing Doom thing was so popular back in April. It's like these two contrasting games that are both a good time for different reasons. So, yeah, I'm excited about Chia, but definitely this screams me vibes, right? It's just a cool looking indie developer. I don't even know if that's true. Oh, no, it's coming from Epic, so it's not even an indie developer. In fact, I have mixed feelings about Epic. (laughs) Well, Epic is probably publishing it. It could be still like an indie dev studio, you know? Let me take a look. Okay, so I see them here. Oh, God. Awakeb Studios? Yeah, you're right. It's on the Epic Game Store being developed by Awakeb and Kowloon Knights. Very cool. I mean, honestly, I'm 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 keeping an eye on this game. I would if I were you. All right. So the next game was kind of like a given that we saw coming up eventually. It was more a matter of when than if. What did we get, Peaches? Remember when I told you I, I, I'm, I'm getting real sick of remasters? I sure do. Well, uh, here we got <laughs> Uncharted 5 remastered for the PS5. Da, 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 da. <sighs> uh. I played Uncharted 1 and I think 2 on PS4 when they remastered it for that too. And uh, I don't care. Not for me. Who hasn't played Uncharted 5 that wants to by this point, you know? Yeah, I guess that's true. And that's one of the like more like legitimate complaints when you're talking about these remasters like do you remember when the last of us was remastered nine months after the game came out yep you know exactly it's like remasters make a lot of sense if it's a very popular game that's like 12 ish years old right in this case it does not make as much sense to have this come out i don't know i 
that's not to say that I don't understand the value because people love Uncharted. I've heard some people call Uncharted the better version of The Last of Us, right? There are some people that love Uncharted, but you're absolutely right. Well, and here's the thing is like Uncharted is it's one of those games where you play it once and you get it, you know, like I I don't know anyone that's huge into their replays of Uncharted, you know, the YouTuber Nikki Jakey describes it as like, you know, you go down the water slide and it's good the first time, but you don't have a lot of desire to go down that water slide anymore after that. I love water slides. Well, the Uncharted, like a is a, Uncharted is a one-time <laughs> water slide. It's fun the first time, and then you're over it. I do understand what you mean. I felt the same way about, like, Animal Crossing. Like, people are still playing that game, and they're on, like, their fourth island. I'm like, why? I'm done. <laughs> I got what I needed to get out of that game, and I'm finished. So, you know what? That's a really great... Uh, that, honestly, is a really good metaphor. Thanks, Nakey Jakey. He's doing great work out there. But I think with that, we can move on to the next game. Dude, do you want this reveal or should I? Because let me tell you something. In between Uncharted and the next game, there was a little low in the show where we had some peeps just talking. Our good old friends over at PlayStation. But then this is where the showcase went from, like, in my opinion, a seven or an eight to a nine out of ten or a nine or ten. Right. This is where things picked up. So do you want to talk about this or should I? Um, you got to talk about Marvel whenever it was last time, and I wasn't there. Uh, so I'm going to take the Marvel this time. That's fair. Which Marvel do you want? The first one that we that came in? Um, I'll take the first one, because I feel like if I take the second one, I've slandered it too much by not giving it a perfect score in the past. <laughs> that's that's totally fair. And besides, I for some reason, I figured you're... What is it? What did we get? We got, we got Wolverine, and not just that we've got Wolverine, because that on its own wouldn't be huge, but we got Wolverine coming from Insomniac Games. That is the Holy huge part. Holy shit. Like, that is crazy. Yeah, I mean, first of all, Insomniac Games is a great studio, and they've put out a lot of great titles. They do not crunch their developers, uh, or at least no one has ever, ever reported crunch coming from that studio, which that is so extremely rare in this day and age. It really kind of is, and I'm afraid that it's only a matter of time before we hear something, but anyway. But it, because of how hard Insomniac crushed it with Spider-Man and how hard Insomniac crushes it with all of their games, I am absolutely stoked for a Wolverine game when I normally like would have thought this to be like, you know, one of those gimmicky superhero games that always comes out after like a superhero movie. Right. This does not give me that like that thought like i'm actually looking forward to seeing where this goes with the trailer that we got it wasn't gameplay all it was these are some of my favorite trailers by the way where it was a 40 second trailer we have a dingy broken bar and some guy with a knife is approaching our protagonist from the back right he's unsuspecting we get a camera shot of our protagonist's hands and all of a sudden three blades come out of his knuckles which means oh. that it's Wolverine, or at least no, I guess it doesn't necessarily, but in that in that shot, it's, it's, Wolverine, it's Wolverine post post striker um like operation where he gets his uh bone claws coated with adamantium. So this is exciting for a bunch of different reasons. Number one, X-Men is slept on, in my opinion, and it's not necessarily people's fault. The movies suck. X-Men, like the characters, are amazing. But X-Men movies are so hit and miss. I can't even say they suck. All of them. It's just that they're hit and miss and none of them like connect the way they should. It's a mess. So the fact that one, we're getting an X-Men Wolverine style game. And of course, like you mentioned, the fact that it's Insomniac, which is slowly becoming one of my favorite studios of all time, you know, probably surpassing Square at this point. This is huge. So are you going to say psych about the X-Men movies because of how awesome X-Men Days of Future Past was? And how also... Dark Phoenix. I mean, sure, that wasn't great, but also X-Men First Class was good. X-Men First Class was good. All right, you know what? This is not a movie podcast for the last time. The last? Because I got some thoughts on Scott Pilgrim that I could air out. No, no, please, we don't have time. <laughs> I fe- yeah, you guys forgot to read my thesis uh, on the other podcast. I did read the thesis. It was good. It was a very good thesis. 
Alright, so the point is, Marvel's Wolverine, coming out. You should be very excited. I loved this because, other than Knights of the Old Republic remake, I did not see this coming. Right? And I love when I'm super excited about something and when I didn't see it coming. I was like, oh my god, this is incredible. This, yeah, this one was definitely like out of left field. I, I don't think anybody could have seen this coming without a leak, you know? No, not at all. All right. Um, we've got three more games. Now, of those three, this is the one the least amount of people are excited about, but I think it's still pretty cool. We got Gran Turismo, didn't we, Peaches? Oh, uh, yeah, I, I just had to edit it because I, I put generic car game, Forza, question mark, I don't know. Okay, listen. You're right. <laughs> Look, I, I'm going to admit it outright. I don't understand why I'm kind of interested in the next Gran Turismo game, especially since I've literally almost never shown interest in any racing style games and in fact used to make fun of them. But what can I say? There is something about Gran Turismo 7 that's coming out in March 22 that looks good. And the trailer that we got from the state of play not the state of play, the PlayStation Showcase, it just made me a little bit more excited. You know, it feels like they're going to introduce, like, maybe some open world vibes, different kind of cars. I mean, this game is like sports games, right? If you don't have an inherent interest in the subject at hand, you're not going to think it's cool. You're not going to care. But if you do, this is your kind of game. I have a buddy that just bought, like, a tacky steering wheel and those floor pedals, right? Like, this isn't nothing. Well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to let that hang right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. All right. I get it. You're not excited for the car game, but plenty of people are. And I'm <laughs> what's funny is I can't even say I'm fully excited because even though it looks interesting, it is car game. It's car game. You know, you're going to do what then, you do in car game. Yes, you drive. You drive car. <laughs> but you drive fancy car. You drive fancy car. I drive I drive nice car. The you in here you drive fancy car. I don't know. If I All if right. I can't bring my Kia Sorento into this, I don't even care about it. Is that what you're driving right now? A Kia Sorento? No, I just named the most generic car I could think of off the top of my head. Well, you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it. All right. Now, you are absolutely right. You don't get to talk about Marvel anymore today <laughs> because of your slanderous ways. I get to talk about this one. We just got Sony's actual announcement with a little bit of a theatrical trailer for Spider-Man 2. All right, not to be confused with Spider-Man Miles Morales, which was technically a spin-off game. This is Spider-Man 2. Now, it was just a minute long theatrical trailer that we got. Now, I'm excited for this game for a shit ton of reasons. Number one, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. And if you know much about Spider-Man, you know that there's not many worlds where Peter Parker Spider-Man and Miles Morales Spider-Man work together, right? Every time Miles Morales is involved, and I hope this isn't a future spoiler, but Peter Parker is usually dead. So I'm very excited to see a Spider-Man game where they're working together. First of all, I think that's awesome. Second of all, it's more Spider-Man, right? We just got done talking about how incredible Insomniac is, especially for nailing the superhero series when almost nobody else can in today's day and age. Very excited about this game. And of course, we have Venom. We saw Venom for like a split second in the shadows, but it was so cool. Yeah, and honestly, okay, we might have, I, I... I wonder if we're going to get the Venom Spidey suit or if it's just going to, you know, the Venom is going to exclusively exist, you know, as the villain and not like as a uh, part of Peter Parker slash Miles Morales, because I think that would make for an interesting uh, plot development. That's really interesting. I haven't thought about that. Wow. Huh. You gave me a lot to think about today, Peaches. It's it's like you haven't even you don't even care about Sam Raimi Spider-Man three. Of course I care. The Sandman was great. And I mean, who can forget the, something who else. can forget that iconic scene with Tobey Maguire doing finger guns down the street? It's so funny. It's so funny how I knew exactly what you were talking about when you said iconic <laughs> scene because you're because you're right. <laughs> so one more thing uh. I want to talk about that I noticed from the trailer is. 
the big question is if Miles Morales and Peter Parker are in the same game, how are they going to balance each character to make them feel unique, right? Because Miles Morales is just Spider-Man, but with cool shock abilities. So why would you want to be Peter Parker after that? Well, my theory from a little snippet that we saw here is that Peter Parker's suit is going to focus more on like the technological, like Stark side of its abilities and Miles Morales gets to keep his shocky powers. What do you think of that? Um, I think that's uh, probably fair, though. I can't imagine that they would. There's no way they use like Stark in a game like this. They'd have to pay so much money to use that name. They're not officially using Stark, obviously, but I mean, they put details about the Avengers in Spider-Man, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can go to Avengers Tower and one of the suits you get is Tom Holland's Spider-Man suit with like some of the Stark tech, although they don't call it Stark tech, but it's more like inferences that like Disney can't get mad at because I don't know, like well, it's these general nods. Like, I guess they didn't they redesign Spider-Man to look more like the Tom Holland Spider-Man. So maybe I don't know. I, they must they have an, they must have an in with Disney. So maybe they could use Stark if they wanted to. All right. So even though I love this trailer and I love Spider-Man, the trailer wasn't long. Right. The only other thing they gave us is the fact that it's going to be out in 2023, which is not <laughs> March. But no, it is not. Oh, what can I? What can I say? You can't win them all. But hey, I'm just confident this is going to be a really good game. Plus, you know, when all we get is a theatrical trailer, they're probably still working pretty hard on it. These guys just got done with Ratchet and Clank, so I'm going to give them as much time as they need. You know, you say not to mention now they're working on Wolverine. That's true. But, you know, you say they're working like that. This was a theatrical trailer, but the the thing said that the, the entire cutscene was like an in engine thing. So I think we can expect like that level of like detail from the graphics once the game comes out that's huge so uh, just keep an eye on uh keep an eye on the graphics in that game at the very least because i was super impressed right off the bat by the quality of that cinematic all right we're running a little high on time but we've got one last thing we need to talk about peaches do you want it or should i take it i feel like i, I don't worry don't get me wrong i want it but you have been the PlayStation guy for longer, so I feel like I should let you get the opening on this. I really appreciate you, man. <laughs> we finally got it. We finally got God of War Ragnarok, a real trailer for the game from Santa Monica Studios, baby. I don't even know where to start. Um, <sighs> all right, I know where to start. So let's start. Um, I was watching a Twitch TV stream with Eddie Burback where he was stuck in a hole. And Alana Pierce, who works for Santa Monica Studios, came into the stream and Eddie asked if if Kratos would get a gun in the new God of War. And she <laughs> said yes. So now, granted, I don't think she is a uh, game developer, but she promised. And if there's no Kratos with gun, I think we can all say we're probably returning this game, right? I mean, <laughs> I take Alana Pierce's word with a grain of salt. Uh, she, she, also, seems, she seems like a nice lady. She also said later that she uh, was completely joking and that that was not a spoiler for God of War. So Kratos gets a gun. <laughs> I feel like having a gun for Kratos would be moot. <laughs> I, I feel like he, you know, just his existence necessitates the lack of guns. Exactly. All right. So I guess let's start with this. Atreus is boy. And by that, I mean, Atreus is just a little bit older, which obviously, right? Uh, Kratos looks exactly the same. He still looks grizzled with the beard and whatnot. Mm -hmm. uh, Atreus looks older, right? Atreus is aged. Probably not by much, probably just by a few years, which, of course, like God of War came out, I want to say, April 20th of 2018. So... They're going with the timeline. He's by the time this game comes out, he'll probably have aged by a few years or whatnot. Um, but he looks older. So that's my first takeaway. But he sounds pretty much exactly the same, except with awkward puberty voice. And I think that's hysterical. <laughs> now, GP, did you feel the same way I did? Like, I felt like they kind of showed too much in this trailer. Um, maybe the only place where I might agree with you is when they show off the city and when they tell us more about tier, right? Like, I feel like the tier reveal would have been huge in the game. Exactly. 
So, you know what, if that's what you're talking about, then absolutely, because they gave us a lot of gameplay, right? We obviously know one of the things that they showed is that um, Freya is trying to kill Kratos because she literally promised that she would. So no surprise there. Mm -hmm. But the reveal of Tyr, you are absolutely right. That would have been a great in-game reveal. And they, I feel like they kind of gave that up. Here's why I'm not too worried about that, because Santa Monica, they ain't stupid. If they're willing to give up those reveals in a trailer, imagine what secrets the actual game is going to have. You see, that's what I was thinking as well, is there must be some massive shit in this game uh, for them to be comfortable revealing tier just like that. But even then, like even then, the review, the reveal of tier could have been huge. But oh, well, either way, he looks really cool. Did you see the uh, the art for what Thor is going to look like in game? Yes, I did. They're sticking with fat boys. (laughs) Let's go, dude. I mean, like, honestly, I don't know what, like, Norse mythology necessitates Thor. Not even necessitates, but, like, what uh, Thor typically looks like in Norse mythology. But I'm honestly, like, I'm totally cool with what they went with. Uh, Actually. And also, it opens up a lot of cosplay options. (laughs) Okay, here's what's funny is after looking at people on Twitter and what they've had to say about that, I guess in mythology, Thor is actually a bigger guy. Like, he's not supposed to be super buff. He's more like muscle man buff, where he's like kind of chunky at the same time, right? right? I guess that's what Thor is supposed to look like. And we've been jaded by Marvel movies this whole time. God, he's so hot. I know he is. Even when he was fat, I'm like, look at those rolls. Ugh. What a man, what a no, man, what me. a man. Okay. Oh. I w- what a man. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, we're going to brush right past that. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, also in the trade, you know, like, because we know it's God of War Ragnarok, we kind of already know a little bit extra about the game. Like, we, because of what Ragnarok is, we know we're probably going into Asgard and we're going to fuck some shit up. Which is exactly what I want, right? And here's the thing also, JP. Um... This is the la- going to be the last one in the line of Norse mythology for God of War. Dude, I hate to say it, but... And by the way, this isn't a spoiler. They, there's nothing about the trailer that makes me believe this. It's just... Actually, from the end of God of War, the first one, Kratos is probably going to be dead. Well, I, I, I don't even mean that necessarily. I think... Uh, Santa Monica Studios has already said that this is the like they came out and said this is the last one in the Norse line. So we've done Greek and this is going to be the last one for Norse. And honestly, I'm good with it because don't don't overstay your welcome on like, you know, don't just keep retreading, you know, the same water. Just, right. you know, it's better to move on to something new. So I'm curious where they go from here. Like, is Loki going to go fuck up some Egyptian gods like Anubis and shit? Like I'm, I'm. Oh, that'd be wild or, to think about. Or are we going to like Roman gods, which are basically the same as Greek gods, but we can ignore that. Huh. I didn't even think about that. And dude, that's really it. Um, no release. We didn't have a release or anything on the new God of War Ragnarok. Take as much goddamn time as you need. I mean, I think. All right. Didn't they say holiday 2022? I didn't see anything in the trailer that dictated that unless they put it somewhere else. Like maybe if they tweeted that, but even if they did, uh, Santa Monica is not really a studio that's notorious for delays either. But again, take your goddamn time. I don't care. I want this game to be as good as it can possibly be. And I want you to take as much time as you need to make that happen. Well, I think we got it all. Is that it? Did we do it? All right. Okay. So... We talked a little bit about this, Peaches, but give us a rating. We saw all of these trailers. We're comparing it to everything else that we've seen from PlayStation with the PlayStation 5 so far. Give this event a rating. What did you think of the PlayStation Showcase? 8.5 out of 10. Um, points off for Grand Theft Auto 5, car game, and the weird trailer that made no sense. I think I gave it a 9.3 in the text. I'm going to stick with a 9.5. It's just... Other than maybe like a couple of different indie games, like I don't know if there's a lot more they could have given me out of this, right? I got so much that I wanted. 
Um, a couple of my predictions didn't come true. I thought we were going to see more about Final Fantasy 16, and I was disappointed that we didn't, but at the same time, I feel like the random announcement in Knights of the Old Republic and Wolverine made up for that tenfold. Bro, if they... Not to mention like, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Oof. Right? Yeah. Oof. I, I mean, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. They could have showed uh, Knights of the Old Republic and then said fuck off and I would have given it a 10 out of 10. <laughs> but they didn't. They had to show GTA. Oh, uh, the other one was I was hoping to hear a little bit more about Hogwarts. Um, but whatever, Hogwarts Legacy or whatever it's called, because I'm really excited about that. I'm super into Harry Potter. Um, but again, I feel like what they did have made up for pretty much everything that I was disappointed about. If anything, my lows were for Uncharted because I'm sick of hearing about it by now. And you know what? I agree with you. Uh, GTA. Come on. Fuck off. We're sick of it. <sighs> All right. Did we do it? Okay, now now officially it's a wrap. Do we just walk away now? I haven't been on in a while. Like, we just walk away from the computer? Well, here's what's weird. We usually say goodbye. Oh. Uh, we usually give an outro. There's only two of us. So, um, I guess before we go, is there anything you would have liked to see that you did not? Yeah, I would have liked to see something about Mass Effect. Um, Dude, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just fuck off already. Maybe Rocket League 2 would have been cool. I don't know. Why make a sequel to perfection? Chez. That's fair. Um, I think the, the answer to that is so they can update it to the new Unreal Engine. Oh my god, that engine's gonna make it look good. <laughs> Dude, holy shit, the Unreal new Unreal Engine is absolutely nuts. But we are going to make Zar want to tear his hair out if we keep this going. Good point. Alright, we're done. Hope you got everything you need. Of course, go check out the trailers for yourself because us talking about it can't do it justice. They all looked fantastic. In the meantime, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We'll see you in the next episode. You got your uh, Game Tea. Goodbye and later. That was terrible. Thank you. <laughs> If you like what you heard today and you're looking for more ways to get your game tea fixed, check us out on Patreon. With bronze, silver, and gold tiers starting at $2 a month, there are several incredible rewards you can receive for supporting the show, such as a follow from us on Twitter, access to a monthly Q&A session, an invitation to our private Discord server, and even bonus episodes of the podcast only accessible to patrons. Your donations will be used to make the show even better. The link to Patreon is in the description with our social media, so go check it out. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Game Tea Podcast.